Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. everybody happy monday happy monday football monday specifically the best show here on the SB nation nfl show we're about to talk all things nfl a reminder though before we do that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the nfl download the DraftKings sportsbook app today and use code sbn nfl for a special offer when you sign up that's code sbn nfl only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Monday Football Monday, a very unique show here at the SB Nation NFL Show. In fact, the SB Nation NFL Show, a very unique proposition in and of itself. Every single day, you get a new show around here, but this one we stream live. You can watch us on the SB Nation NFL Twitter page, the SB Nation NFL Facebook page, the SB Nation NFL YouTube channel, and you can hear us along with our colleagues over on the SB Nation NFL Show. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple devices, Spotify, Whatever the case, they make me say SB Nation NFL show a lot of times. It's very difficult um, after uh, maybe the eighth or ninth. My name is Arjo Ochoa from SB Nation's blog and the boys, our home for Dallas Cowboys content. Joining me as always here on Monday Football Monday, our fantastic producer, Rachel Prevet, the reigning MF double, uh, double MVP, and of course, from Arrowhead Pride, Pete Fresh off of his WrestleMania title earned on Sunday night, fresh off of the Final Four action on Saturday night, this man has been living large over the weekend. It is Pedro <laughs> Swinizzo. Pete, how you doing, buddy? What's up? Yeah, yeah. Happy April. It mm-hmm. is Did good you get to fooled? be in April. Did you get fooled? I actually, I did get fooled by Twitter. I thought that for a second they were actually working on the edit button. Mm. So guilty. They are not. See, it's not funny to joke about something we all typos, want. You know what I mean? Like for an NFL season. Right. Yeah, exactly. But no, things are looking up. You're right. Kansas is in the, the final tonight. Yeah, which Kansas is, is going to be the home of the Kansas Chiefs City. soon, too, by the way. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently that might also be happening where they're jumping the state line, uh, if you will. But yeah, it's it's been a good a good weekend. WrestleMania. Steve Austin was uh, the star of WrestleMania for the first time in 20 years, which is was pretty cool. Go throws us back to our, our childhood with Stone Cold uh, giving Mr. McMahon a stunner and then Pat McAfee and everybody else. So, yeah, no, it, it was a good weekend, but uh, I'm glad to be talking to it's you. It's a great time in the world of sports, Pete, obviously. I'm not a WrestleMania guy myself, not my cup of tea, but I'm happy for you and, and all my right. friends and just people around the world that enjoy it. You know, I, I want people to enjoy things. Yeah. Uh, I, I would appreciate every other movie and and tv show in the world you're well i'm just simply wrestling is the only thing you are i'm excited because so tonight is the national championship and and this monday is always an important one because this means it's masters monday this is the week of the masters it's tbd whether or not tiger woods is going to play obviously he hasn't rest in peace green jacket of rest in peace green jacket of the week we had a nice (laughs) three-week run here at mfm for green jacket you know it's appropriate pete that you would bring up something from the past um, because that was once okay. upon a time an award that I handed out here. We we still have the come up of the week that has survived the test of time. We of course have the MF double MVP. Um, last week you instituted a rule where we would vote for each other. So there's three votes to be handed out at the end of the show. So we'll see how they fall. Rachelle, of course, won it last week. Uh, but we are going to look in the past today. In fact, we're going to look about a year, maybe a year and change into the past, um, for just kind of crap we forgot happened or, or something that's like you know i'm, I'm gonna tell you you're gonna go oh yeah that happened like because a lot changes i mean it's it's kind of insane how much the nfl can turn over in the span of 365 days or so this is where you and i are different i'm a, I'm, I'm much more of a future looking mm. guy I look ahead you are a yesteryear man and i'm gonna oblige today because i'm a, a team player yesteryear so exactly- yesteryear all right are you ready to look through the past what i what I, 
what I would tell you, and this is going to be an interesting show, is it is crazy how many weird things happened over the past year in the NFL. And it not only is a sign that the NFL is crazy in general, but the power of the news cycle. Mm -hmm. I was looking at that list, took a peek, didn't want to look at everything, but I was looking at that list that you compiled this morning. And it's crazy that we have forgotten about some insane things. So it'll be it'll be fun. To so I do want to say among the things because uh, we, we, you know, did a, little, did a little bit of prep uh, for the show, kind of our job. Um, and one of the things you have that it, it goes beyond a year. So it, it's it's before April of 2021. You just just one. Uh, but, you know, what we'll, we'll kind of. 365 right, plus. you know, just right. got to throw in that little plus yeah. like a like a subscription service like Pete plus, you know what I mean? Promo code Pete to sign up. You know what I'm saying? I have this great idea for subscription services. You put them all in one package and you pay one price. Mm, like a cable subscription. It, it, right. you, uh, that would, I think that would be perfect for right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Pete, do you want to start? Yeah, do you want yeah. me to start? You know, how do you want to you want, how you want to do this thing? Well, whatever you want to do, man. I, I'm a man of the people. All right, I will start first. Um, we can okay. go anywhere. It can be on the field. It can be off the field. Um, however you would like to kind of break this down. Um, I'm going to take one from my list. Um, and I know it's kind of this, this may not be something that people forgot, but it is, you know, it's far back in the memory. Urban Meyer, former Jacksonville Jaguars head coach, literally did not fly back with his team after they lost again. <laughs> and it's, and it's not like, Incredible. you know, like that kind of thing has happened. Like when, when teams play in London, you know what I mean? Like you get like the weird, like, you know, and it's usually like a Tom Brady or, you know, like a really, you know, like a OBJ or, or somebody that has a brand or something that they, they had a commercial, Aaron Donald, like whatever, and Dama Kong Su. There's a, there's a purpose, Air, you know, Teams when they're going into the, into their buy, and then occasionally the player is from that city. I feel like that's the only time you really see it. A yeah, lot, a lot of times these guys fly back and then fly or something. Like, that's a know, great, like, great example. Like maybe you know Lamar Jackson stays behind to go to Louisville to watch his jersey get retired. You know, some, right, something like right, that. Right, right, right. Um, but no, no, no. Urban Meyer stuck around to um to go to. I you know after we saw the video, it looked to me like. Like not a bar, but like the bar at like an Applebee's. You know what I mean? Like like not not a normal bar. You know what I mean? Like it was a really well lit bar. Um, it reminded me of this place in College Station called I think it was called Logan's. Um, it's been a while, but anyway, um, and was seen with a young woman fraternizing, um, a young woman that was not his wife. Like that happened. Like, like <laughs> that's that's a really crazy thing to think that that actually happened. It's also crazy to think that. He literally did not make it through his in, his first season in the NFL. Literally, literally did not even make it, you know, through an entire year. And I know that they added a game. It was 17 games long. But still, he did not make it an entire season. That is nuts. What What's wild about it, too, is going into the Urban Meyer experience in Jacksonville, he was largely a sought-after coach in a way. I think there were a lot of even college programs considering how can we USC, sway yeah. this guy out of retirement and come and lead our program and it has been a complete and deserved pulling of the rug for Meyer and even just going back to the fact that he stayed back it just is an insane decision in the NFL where your players and especially and and I say especially carefully because it's inexcusable even if you're winning but especially when you're losing as much as they were you can't just Say, all right, guys, <laughs> go back to Jacksonville. I'm going to go go stay here in, in my hometown here and party. It just, I don't know. It, it was very off-putting, and it just was one of many things that eventually led to what was embarrassing, I think, for the, the Khan family. I think they really deeply regret it. And so we'll see how they, they turn it around here. And, you know, you wasted a, a year of this very promising quarterback's career. So I also think that's why you saw them go in a quarterback direction with Doug Peterson. Peterson was a backup quarterback under Andy, Andy Reid in Philly, um, kind of part of the resurgence of, of the Chiefs here and won the Super Bowl in, in Philly. So hopefully they can turn around Trevor Lawrence quick. I, I think that's the biggest thing that uh, is annoying to me about this Meyer experience was losing a year of development for what is a, a very, very good and and the most hyped up prospect we forget since Andrew Luck. And again, just a wasted year. This may be uh, a trivia question someday. Do you know who the Jacksonville Jaguars lost to? That The game in question that Urban Meyer stayed behind for. Yeah, it was Cincinnati. Okay, well, you know, it? I just didn't make sure if you knew that. But um, I remember that night thinking, 
um like during the thursday night you know post game joe burrow was on the set with you know joe thomas and colleen wolf and all them and i remember thinking like man people are really like making a big deal about this Bengals win like this this isn't that good of a team like i remember i vividly remember thinking that so yeah uh good job by me uh you mentioned injured luck before we move on to yours uh jim ursay was quoted um at the owners meetings uh, you know about Andrew Luck and said that, you know, it, it's really, it was a really big deal. You know, it was a really big setback. Shut up, you losers. I mean, get over it. Like it was three years ago already. I mean, gosh, what a bunch of losers. I, the Colts are my least favorite team in the NFL. They are my least favorite team. Um, I don't know about that for me. Well, I don't care about that. I mean, I think you, I care about your thing you that we my, forgot happened. You know who for my you. least favorite organization is in it. It's the Dallas Cowboys. I think it was really interesting that a NFL player's dad changed the course of history <laughs> this season in the fact that Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't going to come out himself and say that Baker Mayfield was the reason why his production had gone far down and he was a shell of his former self. Left the told dad, no, you know what? And he went on Instagram and put up that video splicing of all the Great problems editing work, with right. Baker Mayfield. And it throws to uh, OBJ and how it was not OBJ's fault because he was getting separation and Baker stunk, essentially. And it seemed at the time nuts, right? You had this dad going on Instagram and OBJ is not even really coming out and saying, you know, don't listen to my dad. He's crazy. Like the ball situation in the NBA. I think sometimes those kids get sick of our ball. But this was a situation where the father really, I think, created a rift here, a legitimate rift that led to the release of OBJ because it was so messy and there was so much money involved. No team claimed him. And then the team that did and he was free, he went to this team and looked great. The da- His dad was right. It was crazy. And it led to the Super Bowl championship. I know that he ended up tearing the ACL in the the Super Bowl, but he had a touchdown in the game. And I don't know if they're there without OBJ. So kudos to uh, Odell Beckham Sr. for winning the Super Bowl for his son. For the Rams. (laughs) No, like if if you're a Rams fan, like how are you? And the Rams. I mean, because like you, you said it and you actually didn't come around to this point. Like he changed the future in the course of his son's life, obviously. Um, but I mean, we forget Robert Woods right. tore his ACL like right away after. Remember, Odell Beckham Jr. gets there, and so like, what yeah. if Odell goes to the Packers? Yeah. Remember, it was down to those two, uh, or just stays in Cleveland. I mean, what do the Rams do? Like, Kansas City, like man. you know, like yeah. what what happens to the Rams if they just lose Robert Woods? Are they you know the same team? Like Odell was pivotal down the stretch. I mean, like this, the Rams kind of owe Mr. Beckham a title, I th- or a ring. I mean, I think at the very least, a ring. I, absolutely or at least you know they have different levels of rings get them a b or a c ring at least right like, like, um on. that's true um would you take a b ring from the rams no i don't i don't have any interest in these rings i'm not gonna wear it i just know i could see you rocking it, like so. a money clip you know what i mean like they get you like a like a super bowl money clip i could see that i don't know I, i'm not i'm you know i, I don't know team Maybe wallet. a money clip team wallet i don't i I think I think the coolest thing that I've seen here, you know, I have friends that work in the Chiefs organization. A lot of them got them replica Lombardi trophies that they have sitting there. I'm not a big like wearing it out guy. You know, they call it billboarding. I, I don't need to billboard RJ. You know what okay. I'm Are you ready for my next one? Sure. Okay. Um, so last week or two weeks ago, Teddy Bridgewater, now with the Miami Dolphins, is asked about Tua Tungavailoa and, and, you know, hey, are you here to start? He said, I'm, I'm not going to answer that, you know, whatever. And it was like, what a great guy, Teddy, this and that. You know, he's he's not, you know, of course he's there to start. He's not going to say he's not going to throw two under the bus, whatever. And I'm not here to, you know, dog on Teddy the person. Teddy's by all measures and all accounts a great human leash, being. The leash on Tua. Has sure, shortened. sure. I don't sure. know how many games it is. But um, Teddy's a great person. We've seen that over the course of his career. Great comeback story, obviously, after the devastating injury in Minnesota. Um, you know, it, it's been nice to see Teddy have these moments. However, and and you mentioned it like the news cycle, like the benefit of time has really squashed this. Teddy Bridgewater, at one point this past season, after there's so many people, there's so many stands for Teddy who are like, he needs to start. He's better than whoever the other quarterback is in whatever city he's in at the moment. Teddy Bridgewater, Darius Slay, returning the football running the other way you have to stop him teddy bridgewater 
made a business decision and let him run by. Let him run by. Just completely, like, totally didn't even challenge him whatsoever. Let him run by. And the Broncos. I got three words for you, though. And that's Texas Forever Street. <laughs> uh, I don't blame him at all. I might have made the same decision. I mean, but remember the vitriol that was surrounding Twitter in those, like, 30 minutes? You know what I mean? And people like Zapruder filming, you know, the angles and Teddy this and that, whatever. And then right. remember he came out and said he was embarrassed and everything like that. Like, you know, you, when, when people see stuff like that, they're like, oh, this is going to follow this player for the rest of his career. It's over. Like, it's, it's been a few months and it's over. Like, nobody even remembers it happened. If there's any position, though, that should be doing that, it, it's, it's kind of no, I've, I don't, I didn't care about that. I, 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 if there's any position that should be avoiding contact at all costs, it's that position. If you lose your quarterback, you're done. You're not going to win the Super Bowl. The the Nick Foles thing is a miracle that that happens. It's never then it's never going to happen again. So I can understand why. He okay. Did well, fine. Whatever. Next on your list, Pete. Let's hear it. Okay. I don't know how many people forgot about this. Great, so great job putting on the list. Great job. Yeah, but it just needs to be brought up again. The fact that Antonio Brown. And it wasn't this falling out. It, the falling out, okay, predictable. And guess what? It's not just Brown. There are a lot of falling outs in the NFL. What was, what was year, a more predictable really. combustion? And obviously they happened in different ways. But Urban Meyer or Antonio Brown? Probably Brown. Wow. Pro- pro- probably Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I I want to I want to tell you and sit here a year later and say that I didn't think that Urban Meyer was going to work when it was going down, but the hype train it was just too like high, and he had been out of the game for so long, and it just felt like okay, it, it wouldn't combust as fast as it did. Maybe it wouldn't work, and it could be like this Nick Saban yeah, thing. No, I think we knew like of, it was going to fail. Like there was no doubt about it. But at the very least, it was only going to fail from fast. a football standpoint, right? Like it, like I mean, and he's not yeah. exactly regarded to be a great human being, but you know, it was it was unbelievably fast even for him so okay back to antonio brown though but no it wasn't the fact that the antonio brown thing didn't work because i think eventually you know all things lead to a messy ending with brown this has now happened a number of different places but to see it and for him to be taking his clothes off on the field we had never seen anything like this he had no shirt on. He had no shirt on, and he was waving to the fans. And then all of a sudden, your boy, uh, Bruce Arians, recently retired Super Bowl champ, he gets on the mic after the game, and he and he won't talk about it because he says he's not on the team anymore. Which was, you got to talk about it at that point. This Again, was, this no, was your nobody best. wants had, to hold you. Bruce Arians accountable for anything. It's like he cursed about it. He said, "Oh, we're not effing talking about this." And it's like, "Oh my gosh, it's so cool." It's so cool. He curses. Wow. There was a Bills player. I'm not a big Arians guy myself. I, I don't have the hate you do. And I probably should if I, if any, if there's anyone. But the uh, wild thing is, too, is he leaves without a, a shirt. And this is years after a Buffalo Bill retired at halftime. I'm forgetting the name. Do you remember oh, the this corner, name? Oh, the corner. Man. We had just, anyway, we had just never seen anything Vontae like Davis. where you Dante right. Davis, where you had the fan video and you start to see the argument and you can see Brown's wheels turning and he 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 quit the team. I mean, it, it, it was a it's like a high school player, like a like a sophomore that's on JV. And it's like, I just don't want to play football anymore. That's what happened in the pros. In, anyway, in a game. So, like it, uh, it didn't just, happen like midway. I game. mean, just it was astounding. Yeah. I mean, just players quit, but but you just never see it. Uh, and you act you got to see the moment and. What's crazy about this particular player, and, and you know, you can have a whole nother conversation about the disaster that is Antonio Brown off the field, is if you just go by the on-the-field play, I mean, he's within the top 20 wide receivers in the league. It's just so crazy he's that... He's probably in the top 20 situation. wide receivers in NFL history, like off talent alone. Hall yeah, I mean, like, he potential. is... I know. I know it's he crazy. Is stupid talent. It's crazy when you really think there, about it. We need to see yeah. like people people throw out the phrase like, "Oh, we need, they need to do a thirty for 30. on it." Like we need to see a thirty for thirty on the Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Steelers, and what was lost. You know, like, don't you think? Don't you think there needs to be like a lighthearted section of the Hall of Fame where you put Antonio Brown's jersey or 
you know, the pen that was under the thing for the touchdown celebration where who was it? Terrell yeah, Owens yeah. tried to sign the or fo- like football. I, like there has to be like a, I wouldn't say like a spoof, but like like I, I'm I'm a yeah. believer in the Hall of Fame needs to you know obviously hold and curate the Roger the greatest, Goodell's you know uh, chair right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it also needs like <laughs> you know the, I mean? the Hall of Fame also needs to be like a museum. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of of like seminal right. and pivotal things. Yeah. And so these these fall in line, like Ryan Leaf, like not a Hall of Famer, but like an important like you you know what I mean? Like that that. I love the question of you sure. can't tell the story of the Hall of Fame without like whoever. I don't think that that m- right. means you're a Hall of Famer, but you can't tell the story of the NFL without Ryan Leaf. You know what I mean? Like you, so I you need that section. That, that's let's, let's add a wing. Let's slap a wing on to the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Boom. Philip Philip Rivers uh, Giants hat and Eli Manning's Chargers. Right, hat. exactly. Oh, <laughs> Pete, this is you're on to something here. Right, new idea. On yeah. To, something okay and uh, an andy reed like hawaiian shirt from the pro bowl just like one of these you know we need one of these things sure you would give one up yeah be good support for this show comes from sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team now more than ever educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's move on. Uh, next one. Um, I liked that one a lot. Um, I think that we forgot. We totally have, and I'm going to pull up the exact quote here about Matt Rule's Jay-Z quote. Um, that was maybe the dumbest thing that any human being said throughout the NFL season last year. Can you remind me? Can you give me an encore? Um, so Rule, after the the Panthers lost to the Buccaneers, um, compared what they were doing the panthers were doing what they've been experiencing to jay-z he said i believe it's 1000 percent working uh when asked about like the you know vibe that they had like he believes like his mantra or his disposition is working i just know no one can see it and i apologize as i tell our team all the time it took jay-z like seven years he had to start his own agency to become famous, to become an overnight sensation. It takes time. <laughs> it takes time to become an overnight <laughs> sensation is an oxymoron in itself. I just like this, like Matt Rule has been the biggest fraud. He deserves to, like the Indianapolis Colts deserve Matt Rule. That's how I feel about this. You are I didn't realize how anti dude Colts I hate were. that they I like I think I, Car- I think they're likable now with Matt no, Ryan. Carson Wentz second stinks, act. But I hate how they like how Jim Ursay like backed the truck over him. Like like they want no blood over their hands. And like they made that decision. If all of you if you if you're firing anyone for that particular decision, it's gotta be Reich. I got to think sure. that Reich I mean, was like, the person that said, go that, get that's this what, guy. But they're all acting like victims. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Carson, Carson Wentz ruined right. us. Like, no, you made the decision. Like, you backed him. You stand him. You supported him. Like, you made him your guy, despite everybody telling you not to. So don't act now like holier than thou because it didn't work out. But that's a different subject. Matt Rule, 
Some people really feel he's taking command this year, so we'll see. Uh, going back to this this Matt Rule thing, though, I, I'd agree. And what's wild right now, too, is they're about to lean into Sam Darnold again. And that's, that's, that may not be is, the case because there's a lot of mock think, drafts think Jimmy that, that have Kenny Pickett going to that because Matt Rule recruited him to Temple, but then when he left to go to Baylor, Kenny Pickett left. So there's, there's sure. a history there, as everybody knows. I mean, but like that's the most predictable thing, is it not? And then like you can you can hear Matt Rule like you know caping for the decision, like in their you know their post draft press conference on Thursday night, like you know he's like I I knew when I when I recruited Kenny that that this guy had it, you know that he's he's the best quarterback I've ever been around, best town I've ever been around. Like, do the Panthers are quickly? I've I've never like really felt an emotion about the Panthers. Like I've never hated them or loved them or liked them. Like everybody I thought think thought they were cool in 2015, but the Panthers are quickly turning into like this loser franchise that I, I just can't think is, is relevant. You know, like they, they, there's a lot of, and it's not even like they have some awful non football things in their history, but like the football of who they are is really bad and depressing. I also think though, if you're going to try to go in that direction and, and use a pop culture quote and try to get the media and fans back on your side, you gotta, you gotta have the story or the quote down. <laughs> you know, you gotta practice that one. And really, I, he was trying to think of something off the cuff and I, I think really lighten the mood and it's made him more of a joke. And I don't know what's going to happen with the Panthers. You've heard rumblings about them potentially trading Christian McCaffrey, which would be the equivalent of us of any team saying well, we're just going to start from scratch and, and blow this cat scratch. Reader, I don't by the way, explanation's home for Carolina Panthers content. Yeah. Th thank you for Harrison Butker. I, I think. This is a team and a, a, a regime that needs to to win um, now, and I'm not optimistic uh, for them. And that's just another part of the story, the Jay Z. Um, every, again, everything about the Panthers is lame and stupid and dumb right now. I feel badly for them. What? Is, how would you feel if Jimmy G went to I Carolina? I would feel the would same. Feel I would not feel like it was an improvement by any means. I mean, like they they've made this bed, like they made the bed with Sam Darnold. You know what I mean? Like and and so like they traded for him. They picked up his fifth year option. Like nobody forced this on them. You know. I have one that I just thought of stemming from this conversation. Okay. But how about how about the entire country getting set on fire? when cam newton scored and he said i'm oh, back dude. i'm back was... and he was so far from back i don't know i mean if we're talking about things we forgot to happen do you remember what you said about this on this show on monday no, on monday no. i'm i hope we don't have a clip we don't but uh, you said okay, my goodness at, i said let's be no, calm here you said, and let's not go, get ahead of said ourselves this is the greatest no. story in sports oh uh, okay that's what you said yeah. uh you know, at the time it was, you know, RJ, sometimes you got to believe in love at first sight. And I fell in love with that story. It was a little too fast. I fell hard. I fell fast. And I, I got hurt. I got hurt by it. What am I going to do? You know, I think one of the biggest losers of the last two off seasons is David Tepper. Because like, what have we heard about this dude? Like, oh, he, David Tepper wants to make a big move. Like he, he, he wants to swing for the fences. Like he wants to come in. I believe he's the wealthiest. Owner, yeah, right? I mean, like, so he, he wants to come in. He wants to be flashy and blah, blah, like ooh, drop the, the it's just Facebook. Like, you know, like he, he's all about this, like weird <laughs> stuff. And what, and like, and to be very clear here, I don't support what they were in on, which was the Deshaun Watson uh, situation. But I mean, like, what have they done? Like, like you know, like his his flashiest move has been trading for Sam Darnold. You know, like if if anyone is like all talk and no walk, it's David Tepper. I also think the Deshaun thing is interesting because you've seen a lot of Cleveland fans jump off the bandwagon, and you know, I look at at our, our colleague and friend Gina, and she jumped off Atlanta's bandwagon because they got involved. If you're outraged that the Browns got Watson and are leaning in, if you're Indianapolis, if you're New Orleans, it's kind of the same thing. They just lost out on the sweepstakes. So kudos to Gina for being as outraged that her team got involved. But I just think it, you know, you're seeing Cleveland fans look for new teams. And I feel like if, if you are into that energy, if you're one of the other teams that were trying to get involved, then maybe... You know, you you should be looking for um, team okay. as well. But that's a that's a story. Are for we up another for another day. new one? Another another thing we forgot happened. All right, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal Me? one from your list. All right, you ready for this? Okay, okay. Um, cool. so I hate the Colts. All right, and I hate that I'm going to say. No, this. you do. You do. I didn't. Well, I didn't. I hate that, that I'm going yeah. to say. Okay. This. All I, right. Pe like I'm starting to hate the Chargers. 
a little bit because oh, like wow. I hate. Well, you know what? I hate, if you need an AFC West team, I mean, no, it, we got you know room. what? Honestly, I'm kind of here for the Chiefs. All right, like I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sick of this talk. Like I'm kind of sick of everybody walking around, <laughs> like, like the Chiefs haven't just walked this thing up and down, back and forth. Like Patrick Mahomes isn't inevitable. Yeah. You know who's winning the AFC uh-huh. in 2022? P20, the Buffalo Bills. But you know who's winning the AFC West? The Kansas City Chiefs. All right, now back to the LA Chargers. I, I have never, and I feel like a, I, I agree with Chiefs fans because I see the comments in their head, Pride. I have never seen a team crowned for achieving absolutely nothing more than I've seen like the Chargers. 10 years, 10 years in I a row. I mean, now. like the, the Chargers are just, it's it's like Justin Herbert is awesome, but it's like he makes some great throws and it's like, he's better than Patrick Mahomes. Have you seen the throws that Patrick Mahomes makes? Brandon Staley goes for it on fourth down. He's better than Andy Reid. Have you seen what Andy Reid has done over the course of his NFL career? I don't even know that I think Brandon Staley is the second best coach in the division. I mean, right now, like, I mean, I know that sounds ridiculous, but I, I just, I have a difficult time completely and totally buying all the way in people see their uniforms and like the bolts and stuff and, the, and like and they're in la and so people are like trying to will it into existence people forget like I, this is not what we're here to talk about but people forget they lost to the houston texans when they were in playoff contention they got embarrassed by the houston yep. texans i say this all the time about the colts people give them so much crap for losing to the raiders and the jaguars rightfully so but they do not give a tenth of that crap to the Chargers for losing to the Texans and then to the Raiders in the regular season finale, that game that we all loved and we were rooting for the tie-in. And that is what we're here to talk about. Brandon Staley's timeout. What the hell? We totally forgot. Like some coaching blunders are are like <laughs> never forgotten. This was one of the most massive coaching blunders of all time when you factor in the consequences and, and all of the variables. And it's just like nobody remembers it. Like people are now all the way back to like Brandon Staley is super cool. He's young and he reads books as if that just makes him the smartest yeah. man alive. Yeah. I thought it was a very interesting time when the Raiders were playing the Chargers given the fact uh, that they could tie and both make the postseason because there were a lot of levels to it because you had the quote-unquote football guys on social media saying you never play for the tie and then a lot of fans and more media types analytics were like why isn't the whole plan like deal to to make the postseason and then like, and that, nope. you get down to it. Go off, Pete. Go off, King. Go off. <laughs> you get to overtime, and it's all right there for you. And, like, if you really dig into the comments of Derek Carr after the game, he admits the timeout changed everything. The Raiders were going to let the clock go out because, guess what? That would have meant they were in the postseason. But instead, it was, I think, a microcosm of the season for Staley, because he he introduced a lot of, of, I think, new theory on the analytics and going for it on fourth down and believing in your offense, believing in your play calling and saying, OK, we're going to go a little bit more new school, as new school as we've ever seen it with going for it on fourth down midfield, so on and so forth. And at times, I just think and, and you talk to other coaches around the league and there's some gut you got to like do it at the right time and and it's just not simply analytics right like sometimes you just know that your team is not going to pick this up and even though it's two yards you punt it away there's no gut with brandon staley and he's just like i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do and and we're gonna be aggressive and go for it. it's like dude kiss this is shout out to to my 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 sweet mother miss denise sweeney keep it simple stupid they could have made the postseason and we wouldn't have had to watch Ben Roethlisberger get embarrassed in Kansas City. And it would have been an, a way more interesting game. And so I don't know. I I think he overthought himself there. And I, I think it was a learning lesson. I, I think the Chargers are in better hands, obviously, with Herbert and Steve. Sure. But don't overthink it, man. It's not it's not that difficult. No, I mean, they I, there's a little bit of like um little brother syndrome i think is maybe the kindest way to say it with the chargers like they're constantly trying to prove themselves and maybe they're trying to prove the hype right like remember the old like fight for la like they're the best team in la they're the best team in the afc west they actually have the best young quarterback in the afc west like Mm -hmm. it's constantly trying to prove it like no dude just like just take the easy it's it's okay like don't have that much pride and i think like people are so obsessed with them that like they inject all these things like they're so they're cool and different whatever no they're egotistical and prideful and it cost them and and everybody forgot that happened yeah i i'm i am into the 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 chargers and i am into every team in the afc west uh, i think 
it's going to be fascinating this year. And the margin is going to be so small. And if Staley makes a couple stupid decisions, watch for the Chargers to maybe be in fourth place. I, honestly, because the Raiders are in, are in better hands now. The the Broncos were a quarterback away, and now they got Russ. We'll see what's still in the tank. But and you know, the order of the AFC West teams could be any, anything. And and with the margin being so close, and you lose a couple more games because of these stupid decisions, you're going to be in fourth place. And and if you're in fourth place, and it's your second season in the league, and you have a rookie quarterback, and you're putting all this money into other um, a rookie quarterback contract, and you're putting all this money into other skill players to to get it done, and you don't, and it's because of these decisions. Shoot, man, you're you're giving the ownership a tough decision, but don't come for our about. Chiefs, our Chiefs. Um, <laughs> all right, Pete, what else you got? Okay. I we talked about the uh, Brandon Staley timeout. So this again, we're going year plus. The fact that Tom Brady threw the Lombardi Trophy is wild. What if that thing actually went into the water and sunk to the the ocean floor? What if that would have happened? It was a, I mean, that was a couple feet of of a throw from what was it? Tom Brady to was it to Gronkowski on the other boat? Who was on the other boat? Anyway fortunate that this trophy did not sink to the bottom and what happens if it does like I, I i always just think about the alternate universe where let's say that lombardi trophy goes into the water who's jumping in to get there this tom, i don't think it's tom right is it does he throw his kid in there to go get it is it safe because there's boats all going the same direction i just i just was what a decision i understand there was uh now famously some avocado tequila involved as tom likes to bring up every once in a while but we've never seen anything like that uh before and it's because uh i guess you did have the safety net of the water and typically these parades are happening with concrete where the thing would just shatter and break uh but it, i think it's just wild to think about that that trophy could have been in the water well gronk had the very famous whatever it was like remember you use it as like a baseball bat or whatever and he, and he like on a light kind of pitch thing i think yeah dented like, it. i think he they went it. to like a red Sox opening day or th- something once they threw a first pitch or something um yeah i mean that's tough i think we in a i say this like in a good way like we forget that like their parade was on boats that's super cool i i still mean that's one of the cooler parades i've ever seen um you know like i i and i i think i think i, I think i think it's cool when we do stuff that is like relative to the mascots i've said this forever that different like ring of honors should be named after the mascots like i think the denver broncos for example it should be like the stable of honor you know what i mean like because that's where like horses right. would be um like the J- broncos country let's ride <laughs> I think the Jets should be like the the hanger. You know what I mean? Like it should be something that has to do with that like mascot. You know what I'm saying? Like the Cowboys Ring of Honor should be like the corral or the saloon. You know what I mean? Like something that like everyone would be in. You can't just call them all the Ring of Honor. You know, it's lame. So right. like in that sense, uh, the parade for the Buccaneers was on boats. That's cool. It would have been dumb if any other team, except for maybe the Dolphins, although the Dolphins on boats wouldn't make sense. That would be like not good for the Dolphins. You know? Right. No, yeah. yeah. I think anytime you see a team that has water. I guess the Raiders could be on, on boats. Coast, Sorry, but go ahead. Any any team in Florida will do the boats now. I think you'll even see some teams in the 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 other coasts and, and where it's cool. I I mean, uh um, yeah, I agree. It was it was a very cool looking, different type of of parade, and uh, also it was nice. I think again, I I think the throwing the Lombardi Trophy was nuts, but it was also nice to kind of see Tom Brady, who was just so it seems sometimes tightly strong, and you could tell he was having a fun day. So nice to see that the humans. You mentioned avocado tequila. Would you hit that? Yeah, yeah. Depends on the time, but I would not be afraid to gotcha. try it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up for me. Um, we forgot, I think, that Ian Book started the game for the New Orleans Saints. And, <laughs> and not just like it was it was Monday night football. And that was part of the Dolphins win streak that remember that they were one and seven and one, you know, whatever it was, seven, eight games in a row. Um, and like yeah. they just caught this incredible run of luck. And that was part of it. That happened. Like they they started Ian Book on Monday Night Football and ESPN's Monday Night Football broadcast, which hopefully is massively improved, um, made all the book jokes that, you know, were super obvious. <laughs> I mean, that was bad. Like, that was not fun to watch. The, I mean, this is this is the perfect scenario, though, and and I'm only bringing this up, and I'm, I know sometimes this ticks people off for whatever reason, but this is what is so enraging that 
Colin Kaepernick, who is starting to surface a little bit again, is not in the league. When you had Ian Book, no offense to my man, Mr. Book, but come on. At that at that stage, I mean, that there are so many examples of like, Cap should be a backup quarterback in the NFL. And that, that was another one. But yeah, I think you just never know when you get to the depth of, of these teams what could happen. And sometimes, I mean, we are two years removed from Kendall Hinton starting a game. That was like an emergency thing, but were, yeah, you're right. It was it was it was an emergency thing, but it was also a punishment thing mm-hmm. because I guess there was clips from Broncos cameras Broncos in country. their facility, right. which was <laughs> let's ride, where they were being inappropriate and, and not following the the guidelines, and so they said, "No, you're going to start this wide receiver," and it was a disaster. That was against uh, so, the New Orleans Saints, by the way. So the Saints like yeah. tied to all go. these weird quarterback situation scenarios. Um, on the subject of Monday Night yes. Football, you had this on your list: the Manning curse. I think we forgot happened. Right. The Manning curse. And, you know, I think a lot of people are um, will 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 tell you that these ideas of of staying true to your routine and some of those you know things, it's more of a baseball thing. And I would agree. I think you hear more of Bad those things in, in baseball. Right. Uh, Opening week this if, week, if baby. Really... That's another sports thing happening around. Look at that. Right. If you really noticed, though, once the Manning cast curse became a thing, you didn't see many active players going on there anymore. Uh, And so it became really real. And I'm eager to see for this next season. I know you won't be watching the Manning cast anymore, RJ, because uh, your boys are are heading to ESPN original ESPN heavy, if you will. But uh, I wonder if any active players will agree to go on ever again. I I, it seems like it's a consensus. No, this is actually like a real thing, which is. Uh, crazy. I mean, it's fun to talk about, but these things aren't real. This is just like a phenomenon that I'm wondering if they are going to be able to pull any active players. Um, I have one more and then you can do one more. Are we ready for this? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to like properly encapsulate this. Um, so I'm just going to say his name. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Like, <laughs> like there's a lot that happened um, with Aaron Rodgers this past year. And it feels like it honestly kind of feels like we forgot his new contract by now. You know what I mean? Like just that, like it's because of the new cycle and everything that's happened since then. Um, yeah. I don't think anybody, I mean, we've known forever that Aaron does his weekly hits with Pat McAfee. I don't think anybody could have foresaw how bad it was. You, you know what I mean? Like the, the interview in question, like it was literally the worst like sequence of words that he could have said out loud. You know what I mean? Like I, it was awful. Well, I don't think anyone ever, I don't think anyone ever thought that something that Rogers said would be so miscalculated in an interview, right? Would or could or could be like on the level of like Alex Jones. No it, one ever. That's, thought that's what I'm saying. That, like you know, it was it was the most like, the same realm. It, it, like the fraud fraudulent is not the right word, but it exposed like this level of fraudulence to his. He, he has touted forever about how he is so smart and so introspective and he's such a deep thinker and blah, you know what I mean? And like to, to like show his cards like that was really, really, really like, whoa. And I, it feels like forever ago that that happened. Well, I think as, as he went on to it, I mean, even, even he kind of dialed it back a little bit. I, I think it, it shell shocked him. I think he went into the interview being like, the the people are going to realize I'm a deep thinker. And it went from like deep feeling like he's a deep thinker. And a lot of folks were being very public and forthcoming that they thought he was a little nuts and insane. Uh, and he dialed it back a little bit. And I think sort of as time goes on and, you know, the whole, our whole podcast today is about the news cycle. He became, you know, likable again. And then you get the big contract and you agree to stay with the team and, you at the same time lose your top receiver and it, it you know there's a lot that has happened now that makes you forget about that that type of stuff uh, and that's why you see things dropped on friday so you know you drop that you have your deshaun watson press conference and that gets buried by the final four and you're talking about new nfl things on monday and again uh it it uh, is the power of the news cycle and and yeah we we do forget about some of the interesting things that rogers had to say on the pat mcafee show for sure uh last one so. for you pete sweeney make it a good one and then Rachel's gonna hit us with one okay i think the john gruden mid-season firing this that's true this john gruden be it um no well to, be if we're being on, literal mid-season resignation just to be again literal right right 
Right. Pushed out, being pushed out. John Gruden resigned midseason uh, amid the scandal. And for a guy that had been such a staple of the NFL for so long, um, be it as a coach or a broadcaster, I mean, we forget, too. I mean, he was a beloved Monday Night Football broadcaster with with Mike Tirico. And um, I think it's just this particular story shows the power of the shield because no one even cares. No one even cares anymore. Rich Passaccia took over uh, more to the Raiders story last year, and it was crazy. Really cool, I think, to see them make the postseason after everything that they went through. Impressive. Um, but, yeah, the NFL continue to roll along. And occasionally you'll get these Gruden stories where he comes out and and through X amount of median say, medium say, says that, oh, the truth will finally come out. The truth will set me free. And it's like, dude, no one cares, and everyone kind of just wants you to go away. Uh, and that's the NFL and that's the power of the NFL. The shield keeps on rolling along and it's easy to forget that like I find, and maybe if you don't live, maybe if you live in Oakland or Vegas, this is different. I find sometimes like to, that I even forget John Gruden was ever a thing. And I, I just think that um, is a, is a funny part uh, of, of the past year or so. Not maybe funny is the wrong word, but uh, an interesting part of, of the last very year different so. chapter in Raiders history. Um, not just Gruden, but Mike Mayock. I mean, right? Like they they plucked two dudes out yeah. of television to like completely, totally run their team. Um, so um, I mean, they moved to Vegas. Like you know, <laughs> like there's been an enormous amount of seismic changes with that franchise. Uh, and I always think it's interesting when you get the media guy that flips the script and just joins the team. I'm it, it you know being on this side and and again, me and Mike Mayock have very different backgrounds, but. He was on this side of the coin and then now goes to the other. And it's it, it, you don't really see a lot of success when typically that happens. So um, it didn't work out with with Mayock. They ended up moving on and, and now it's a completely new Raiders regime. Uh, Rachel, are you ready to give us your thing that we forgot happened over the course of the last year? Yes. Okay. And I just want to say this one was pretty positive. Uh, because a lot of you guys were kind of negative. Pete's were negative. good stuff. Um, RJ, I don't know if you were yeah, talking about true. this one because you weren't that specific in your notes, but the offensive mm. lineman touchdown on the Ravens, sadly, when he flipped into the end zone, it didn't kill. Him. Oh, that was like a positive. That was such a great play. Fun, uh, memory. Well, I hate to I hate, I hate to tell you this, yeah, Rachel. Yeah, I got called back. Just trying to call you call you back out. You, you but know. that was like something that I remember. That was like fun or that was positive. <laughs> They made t-shirts. Yeah. I would say so that game also took place on Thursday night, like the yeah. Jaguars Bengals thing. And sometimes, and I'll be very interested to see if this happens this year with the new uh, broadcast. Peter King, by the way, wrote about that this morning that they expect to launch the Thursday night football broadcast in week two with the chiefs, Pete. So um, you'll be busy. Um, but like things that happen yeah. in that slot kind of get forgotten. Like, I think, cause we all wake up on Friday and then we all have like plans and like, then it's college football. And so like, it just kind of like falls by the wayside. That was such a unique night. I remember like watching that and then he he did the post game interview. I talked about that with Joe Burrow with Joe Thompson, Colleen Wolf and all them. Um, and that was a really like bad loss for the Ravens. Like that, that was a really embarrassing loss. That was a really weird time, Rachel. And I guess you remember that a little bit more vividly because you, of course, I are do. a Ravens fan. That's why I said, despite who they were playing, I had to, you know, kind of disregard that part. I think that the fact that the person who scored the touchdown that was called back, that yeah. was really cool like to see. Um, okay. I like that one. Are we ready to all vote for MF double MVP today? Yeah. Are you ready? Are we, do remember the rules. We're all going to send a name at the same time in the chat, and then we're going to react to it. Are we ready? Pete, Rachelle, you both ready to roll. You have your name set already. All right. When I hit send on one, two, three, go. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> By unanimous decision, a true WrestleMania style win. Today's wow. Monday football, Monday most valuable player. The P stands for Pete Sweeney. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. <laughs> no, it feels good. Uh, you know, a long time coming. Uh, I've never done this before. We've been doing this show for a while now, uh, but I'm going to give myself to come up Woo! with the week. This has been an Just award. Sweeping it all, taking it all. That has been that has been muddled for a long time, and finally we have a unanimous decision. Myself voting for myself. You have Rachelle and RJ 
uh, both voting for me. And uh, look, uh, it's nice now to have two uh, double uh, MFM VPs on on the mantle. And I, I look forward to continuing to to pile up the, this hard work. Um, so congratulations. Just, just so we, we fully make Pete feel good, Rachel, why did you vote for him? So I had, I was taking notes on the ones that I liked. Mm. Um, Pete had brought up the Cam Newton one, Return to mm. the Panthers. That was a really good one that wasn't on our pre-show notes. Mm. Also, I like the AV right. shirtless um, one as well in the Manning Curse. So those three sit out. Yeah, first first rule of improv, always lean in. The reason I voted for you, I ended up stealing it and talking about it myself, but the Brandon Staley thing. Um, again, like he's he's in the box I mean, of cults for me, like the the people that I kind of hate a little bit. So, um, I mean, I hate the cults a lot, but mm -hmm. I mean, that was a really good job by you, holding people accountable. It's good for you. Good, 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 responsible action by you. Proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, always, always willing to hold people accountable. That's one thing you should know about. Um, Rachel, Kansas or UNC tonight? UNC for sure. Pete. Tough decision. I'm going UNC, just so you know we're aware here. It's you know it's my conference, the ACC versus Hawks. I have a lot of friends in Kansas City. I'm probably leaning KU just because of, I'm I'm hoping my my even though they're they make fun of Syracuse quite a bit uh, here for mission missing the postseason. <laughs> I'm going to lean into them and say I I hope you guys get it. It's hard to get here, so hopefully as we close, Rachel. Yeah. I don't know if you knew this or not. Um, I know Pete did, so I, I really wanted to bring it up. Uh, I mentioned earlier that the Chiefs might be playing in Kansas soon. We'll see what happens with their new stadium deal. But uh, one of the most recent members of the Chiefs, TBD, as far as his new home is concerned, Tyron Matthew, actually thought that Kansas City was in Kansas when he signed with the Chiefs. Did he not, Pete? Yeah. Oh. No, it, it's, it's confusing. As you far know, as things you, we you forgot, that actually happened. He What was the tweet, Pete? It was like, what up, Kansas, or something like that. Like He, he tweeted that right you, when he signed. You got to be careful. That's something you learn living in Kansas City. I, of okay. course, was was born on the East Coast. I've been in Kansas City for almost 10 years now. And so you learn it pretty quickly that you better know the difference between Missouri and Kansas. And there, because Kansas City is right between the two states, there's a lot of pride, whether you're a Missourian or whether you're on the Kansas side and what's better, why it's better. And so, yeah, a lot of people Definitely. will make sure you know that Arrowhead Stadium and the Chiefs are in KC Mo, yeah. as they say. That's embarrassing. Yeah um bad look for the honey badger but he'll have a new team soon new deal and then he'll be back to dominating so cowboys question yeah, mark Pete, Pete. <laughs> like, like the cowboys are going to spend some money that's you know that's something i <laughs> never forget um okay thanks everybody for joining us today on monday football monday rachel is on twitter at rachel monique pete is on twitter at pg Sween. today's mf double mvp i am on twitter at rjo choa pete the final words belong to you mf double mvp toto we're not in missouri anymore we'll see y'all next week 